we bring Kevin Kilroy in. Uh, I will not ask him about Kentucky's uh, offensive line because uh, I think that would be unfair to him, but he is presented mm. by the Kentucky HBPA, and they're going to have a college day on Sunday, July 30th, out at Ellis Park. How about this, Dan? You ready for this? Yeah. A drawing in each of the nine races for an iPad mini and AirPods package. Woo! A $1,000 scholarship was just a $1,000 check to the student and a $150 gift card. Uh, virtually every student who registers will get either an Ellis Park branded bag or a $10 food and beverage voucher. So this is a collaboration between the Kentucky HBPA and Ellis Park. They're giving out nine grand in checks, an iPad mini, and AirPods for every race. Uh, Avery, you should probably pretend to be a college student and make your way down there <laughs> on I look Sunday, like a July 30th. Student. There you go. I'm sure you still have your ID. Just make it happen. Oh, I uh, do. Kevin, when, when you were in college, did they even have computers? <laughs> you know, um, you know, back in the day, got my first email account. I think <laughs> sophomore year, oh, yeah. something like that, right? No cell phone, though, buddy. I, I held out on the cell phone. Oh no, like oh no. or so. No, yeah, yeah. Didn't want to mess around with that, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good <laughs> setup there. Those college kids, they need to go down there, get that thousand dollars scholarship, get that iPad, and uh, get hooked on the horses, right? And then maybe uh, bring that money back to the window. Yeah, that's right. Uh, do that quick. You know, do the, 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 the phone, take the picture of the check, and then it's in your checking account. Boom. Uh, in your ADW, you're betting. There you go. Kevin Kilroy joins us. Uh, he's got uh, he's got all of his stuff up at uh, First Gen Twin Spires. Uh, you're at you're Blood Horse this weekend? Did I hear that right? Yeah, I'm just finishing up a, a big old piece uh, for Blood Horse. It's going to come out in the September issue. The print in the magazine, all about uh, Bango and the Foley's. Greg Foley. Oh, great. Alex, I can hardly wait uh, to read that. Yeah, I, I mean, some, yeah. some of the, the true horsemen in our sport. So uh, it's good to celebrate the uh, the people who do it right, you know, get those stories out there, you know, in the, in the midst of, of all the critiques of horse racing out there that we know are being showered in our direction. There's just so many good people on the backside that uh, don't don't get to the limelight. And uh, I'm going to bring the Foley's up and, and talk about Bango. So close to getting that track record for uh, tying 11 yeah. for the most wins over the track there. And, and you know, Gunite came and stole it from him. But things are going well. Looks like he's going to point towards the, uh, the Louisville Thoroughbred Society in September and uh, try to get it yep. done then. There you go. Kevin Kilroy joins us at Trust Your Luck on Twitter. It's become a, a fast friend of ours and uh Love having him on every week. We're going to start doing a Kentucky race of the week here because of our friends. Uh, we're hanging out with our friends over at Kentucky HBPA. Um, but we will also talk big races. Haskell this weekend. We did a show on this last night, Kevin, and, and I and I said to uh, to Brian uh, Skirka from, from Monmouth, when I think of the Haskell, this is the kind of field that I want. I want the yeah. Derby winner. I want a horse like Tappet Trice who's got all the ability in the world but just hasn't put it together in one of these high-level, you know, um, you know, post bluegrass, post Kentucky Derby kinds of races, we get extra in Yeho, who we all heard the buzz about last uh, fall, and we get the Baffert, who's trying to win the Haskell for the 109th time. What, um, who stands out in this field to you? Do you think there's value here? Um, is there any chance Johnny V pulls a National Treasure, gets Arabian Night on the lead, and just kind of rocks everybody to sleep? You know, I don't trust Arabian Night. Uh, and I, I don't, you know, I don't think I'm the only one who who doesn't. I mean, just just two races, of course, is hard to uh, to you know know that he has a foundation. And you know that Southwest that he won at you know Oakland Park there, January 28th, won it by five and a half lengths. But that was a speed favoring track, and, and who did he beat? I mean, at the time, it looked like a you know a solid field of, of Derby contenders, Sun Thunder, JC's Road. 
Red uh, Outlaw. Western Gent was in there. Yeah, Corona Bolt, you know, true sprinter that was going going long, and he just took it to him on the lead. So I don't think that, uh, even though the number was big, I don't think that was as impressive as maybe it seemed at the time. So I do think there's a lot of pace signed up in here, right? I think we're going to have a, a fast mm-hmm. race, which Monmouth Park, you know, it, 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 you, you do want to be forward on that track. So it really comes down to three for me in here, and, and it is an exciting field. Tap it, try some mage. We'll definitely have some pace to run into, and, and extra Nejo, I think, uh, is the other one that we want to use. And yeah, it, those are those are all in the top of the logical. So there's not too much value there, but I do think that uh, Steve Asmussen's uh, talented into mischief, Extranejo could be the one that we want to look at to try to get a price. I mean, like you said, everybody was talking about him last year, and and I got to see him, you know, pretty regularly down at fairgrounds in the mornings uh, this past winter. Um, always looking good, always looking professional, holding himself like a true true champion um, on the track just every morning, you know, as, as a lot of Steve's horses do. Um, I think I think he could step up in a good way, but he might be compromised if he tends to that pace a little bit too much. If things heat up, uh, he might not have the, uh, you know, he might not have it to uh, to keep going fast there at the end. But I do like that he's um, he's been uh, training at Saratoga. That's a good track to train on in terms of gaining fitness. Deep track, tough track to get over, and uh, that could that could spell uh, good things for him uh, to be able to beat those that the. Kentucky Derby winner there, and then the uh, Tabat Trice, who keeps on knocking at the door, but can't, hasn't gotten the big win done since the Bluegrass. Is your general take on this kind of race to play against Mage just because he's going to catch so much money for having won the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, I mean, I like that thinking, you know, and I think that's one thing that's going to make me... Because what you just said, to- by the way, in that pace scenario actually would set up really well for him because it would Absolutely. have him a lot to run at. Yep, It, it, sets, it sets up for him in a big way, right? And then the Preakness, you know, sure. he didn't get it done there, but that was, like you were saying, National Treasure just walked the dog out front and just had it so easy. Um, so he had nothing to, to run into there. So he, right. he's fresh for this. He's definitely a horse that uh, the longer he goes, the more he picks up his rhythm, really finds his stride and keeps on finding more. So, um, you know, the, the distance is going to be good, even though it's a little bit shorter than what he's been doing the past couple times. You know, if the price is right, yeah, Mage is very interesting, but I do think he is going to get that pretty hard, being the Derby winner there. So it might be one that, you know, just makes me sort of hesitate in terms of how I go after it. But I think, you know, if I had to pick my bet now, I would put extra Nejo on top of those other two, key extra Nejo on top of Mage and tap at Trice and just try to be as precise as possible and put a trifecta together. He's uh, Kevin Kilroy at Trust Your Luck on Twitter. We head to Saratoga next. The old CCA, the old coaching club, American Oaks, is up there this weekend. We get a field of six and a real mixed bag of results for these uh, these horses in here. Wet paint, an absolute monster on the way to the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, doesn't get a great trip in that race, or Flavian Pratt didn't do a good job. However you want to look at that, comes back in the Monomoy Girl last time and is simply bested by a Hoosier Philly who took advantage of the track conditions there. You mentioned wanting to be for, uh, forward placed at Monmouth. Boy, was that true about Ellis Park uh, most recently. Uh, and she took advantage of that. We do get Hoosier Philly here. Uh, we get Gambling Girl, who ran a huge race in the Kentucky Oaks and has been off since then. Three second-place finishes this year for her, uh, all of them under Irad Ortiz. What, who do you expect to come out on top on this one? Well, first, you know, now that we're talking about Saratoga, uh, Dan, we've got to pat ourselves on the back for being against Gold Sweep last week. How good was that? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, you you see it all the time, uh, Kevin. Uh, you know, a, a maiden runs an unbelievable race. The figures are terrific. Uh, you know, and we talked about it. The last, uh, even though that uh, the Gold Standard won by a pole. You know, his, the the final sixteenth of a mile wasn't that fast, and uh, of course he yep. was terribly compromised by by the break. Um, but no, I, I saw something yesterday. There have been, uh, I think I've got this right. There there have now been nine stake races at Saratoga. The favorite has won a race. Out of the the favorites are are. are have lost eight of the nine stake races so far at Saratoga. Oh, I love it. Well, the, yeah, the, the graveyard for favorites, right? Is that the, uh, that's yep. the old phrase about the, about Saratoga? Yeah, I mean, th- those, always interesting to see to have those horses come back. And uh, it didn't break well there, but uh, the speed figure was so low, you can see that it was just sort of a, a regression sort of scenario. Um, this, is a, this is a fascinating race. And, Louis, like you're talking about, um, you know, Ellis Park really is is – a big part of handicapping all three of these races because yes. as you know as we've been saying ellis park it was very speed favoring all but two days that i have maybe three in that uh that churchill down slash ellis park meet with speed favoring and so what do we do with that right we want to we want to play horses back that um maybe we're closers and compromised by that right and try to get the value we want to fade the horses that went to the front and had it easy that being said you know, and Exronejo is one of those, right, who was able to uh, be near the front and have it pretty easy last time. But Hoosier Philly had it so easy last time, right? Mm-hmm. Not only had had the lead, but also just really didn't have to go anywhere near her top speed to get it. 25-second um, opening quarter, right? And uh, a lower speed figure, which makes you wonder, makes you doubt, but also makes you realize that she didn't have to get to the bottom of her tanks and she's got uh, she's got more. She didn't expend herself there, right? She didn't use too much too, yep. energy. So Hoosier Philly seems really dangerous in here. We've got to remember that uh, you know that was I was down at Fairgrounds for those, those really disappointing efforts in the Rachel Alexander and the Fairground Oaks, and it was it was tough. We we, we wanted that good story for Tom Amos, and we wanted to see um, her really uh, raise to the uh, the bar that he had set for. Her. But it turns out that um, you know she had some throat issues, so they did my- myectomy surgery to uh, help her with her breathing and her throat, and that's one of the big things that we're seeing now with her her good efforts here in these last two. You know, watching her train at Churchill. I know you guys were watching her in the mornings as I was, but had the Oaks in case she got in there. She was moving so well. Um, I think she's I think she's back to that to that Philly that um, that Amos always thought she was. Now that being said. Um, this is a tough, interesting field. South Lawn, horrible trip last time in the in the Oaks, right? Way wide, chasing a super fast pace, and really just just folded um, in, in that in that race there. And she seemed like she was ready to step forward, but you know, Norm Cathy only two wins at Saratoga. That's all he's got. And, and and coming off this layoff, you know, it's something that he does really well. He does great with horses off off a layoff, gets them ready, gets them sharp and ready to roll. But um, you know, if the price was right on Southlawn, I might be interested. Should be able to get a good trip from the rail. But I think I want to fade Southlawn. I also think I want to fade Wet Paint. Um, looking at, you know, I think Wet Paint. One thing I like to look at with with these runners is what was their top effort in their sort of first few races. It's kind of like you think about the high school sports, right? 
if you don't sort of play at a certain level in high school, we're not going to expect you to get to the pros, right? You're not going to expect you to take these big jumps forward. So as a two-year-old, if you don't really show your talent and show your speed in a, in a big way, we're not going to expect you to be able to, uh, to be one of the best. And uh, I think Wet Paint's kind of already hit her max. Maybe she's got one more sort of like minor step forward to make. I think Gambling Girl has already hit her max. She's looking lucky. Mm-hmm as well you could say the same about south lawn but she's another one who had throat surgery to to clear up breathing so maybe um, she's got another step forward i think that's the, the wild card in there but i think wet paint's trip dependent being from behind i don't i don't want to trust that i know it's going to be a short price i know cost is going to have her ready to run so she's definitely a, a top three but what about sacred wish George Weaver, 10 to 1 on the morning line here, ran in the black-eyed Susan. If you watch that race back, she was, uh, you know, Hoosier Philly dropped to the rail on the lead and it really caused issues for Sacred Wish, one of the bigger checks that you'll see, the, the jockey pulling so hard to uh, to get out of that spot and stay safe and losing multiple lengths and really just getting out of the rhythm and out of the position they wanted to be in. You know, the last race there was wide, uh, facing a really sneaky good bunch with Sunset Louise and just Catherine there. Just Catherine um, ran second in the Wilton Stakes with a 94 buyer that next out. So I think Sacred Wish is, uh, is a little bit sneaky in here, could get a good trip, doesn't need the lead, but has the ability to, uh, to be very forward and um, maybe sitting on, on, a, on, a, on an effort that, uh, that could beat these. So I, I'm going to take a swing with Sacred Wish, use Hoosier Philly underneath along with, uh, with Wet Paint here. Kevin Kilroy with us at Trust Your Luck on Twitter. Find his stuff this weekend in every single horse racing publication available. Uh, so that's where you can find him uh, this weekend. Uh, Ellis Park, man, tomorrow, a cool late sequence. By the way, the late pick four is a maiden special, uh, a $78,000 purse optional claimer turf sprint, then the Jeff Hill Memorial, which is a six-and-a-half furlong sprint, and then another maiden special turf sprint. They're only going one turn the last four races of the day. Um, at Ellis Park tomorrow. Uh, did you find a race where you found a, a little value or someone interesting uh, there, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, the Jeff Hall Memorial is uh, it, it's a fascinating race, right? We've got the return of Obezos. Not only Obezos, we also have Necker Island, two derby horses in this field at Ellis Park. So a great reason to get out there and get to the track and, and watch this race. Were you all big Obezos fans uh, coming out for Greg Foley's bar? Absolutely, I was. Yeah, I mean, he put some big runs together, you know, losing to yep. Hot Red Charlie, Midnight Bourbon down at Fairgrounds, and uh, run fifth and you know, end up being made fourth after Medina Spirit, you know, the situation there. Um, he, he's really put some, some game efforts together. Once they decided he was a one-turn horse, I think he's uh, found even more. That Breeders' Cup sprint run, his last race there, last November, that was a sneaky good one. If they were going uh, seven furlongs that day, I think he would have – he would have been up there with elite power, CZ Rocket, Jackie's Warrior, right? Finishing just three and a half lengths behind the leader there. I'm excited. Well, think about to him, too, Kevin. I mean, yeah. you know, you talk about him being in that Breeders' Cup sprint. He ran fifth in the Derby. I mean, in the Kentucky Derby. I mean, that's that's a personal horse that's <laughs> just a gamer for sure. He's, he's a big-time gamer. And if you look at that work, you can just see the number, uh, 47 and 2, seventh best of 100 on July 14th. Talking to, to Travis and Alex Foley, they were uh, – they were on their way to a family vacation. They stopped early to watch the work on the way to, on the way out, out the door to the airport, and uh, they were they were floored by by the workout. So they're they're excited to, to have him back. They hope that he can string a few races together. Um, they're great off of this long of a layoff. Um, 
you know, uh, 24% out of the last 21. The Foley's do a really good job with this. So I think he's one that we want to trust. We want to see the price on him. But we also have this horse chasing time from Steve Asmussen. Four-year-old mm-hmm. Colt, by not this time, we see Steve again and again have these horses with a lot of talent. And we know chasing time, you know, with Arkansas Derby, Chick Lang, Woody Steven, runner couldn't get it done in any of those races but he knew the talent was there and that last effort there june 30th at ellis park was it was definitely a big time figure didn't beat too many um strong foes but um definitely uh definitely ran a big number the track was playing fair that day i have it as fair so um he did come from off the pace but you know just as you would expect a good horse to do on a on a fair track Chasing time is super interested in here. Classier as well. You can see we talked about this uh, a couple mm-hmm. times. Brian Hernandez Jr., one who has ridden Obesos before, is on Classier. That uh, Kieran McGee horse who seems to be sitting on a big race. Um, looking at third raft, we have Solidify, number five in here, fifty to one morning line. Can I talk you into this one, guys? <laughs> Solidify, Ooh. coming out for Juan Cano. He, he's that horse that you want to look for who you ran on a speed-favoring track but did really well coming from off the pace to get the win. So the, the number's not huge, but everything in terms of the track was going against them. I don't want to put him on top, but I definitely want to use him underneath for some value. Um, those are the horses that I'm super interested in. Hear My Song, I think, is also one you've got to consider as well. Probably a short price, but uh, definitely has been been running well. So I'm going to work with those, try to use Obesos if the price is right, just for a win bet, and then uh, use some of the value underneath with a couple of those on top in the Jeff Hall. Kevin mentioned uh, chasing time. Christian Torres picks up the mount there, and if you look at his numbers, he's only winning 6% of his races at Ellis Park, but when he gets the Steve Asmussen mounts, he's winning 40% of his mounts. Um, Ooh, at uh, Ellis right? Park, matters. Yeah. it matters who you work with, Kevin, and that's why Dan does this show. He, he works <laughs> with such professionals. That's that's what's going on here. So He's Kevin Kilroy at Trust Your Luck on Twitter. Again, July 30th, College Day down at Ellis Park. Go check it out. iPads, AirPods, $1,000 checks, all of that for each of the nine races. Bring your ID um, and uh, check in as a college student when you get there. That's presented by our friends at the Kentucky HBPA. That's College Day at Ellis Park on July 30th. It's usually a very fun uh, event. Make sure you get out there for that. Kevin, we appreciate the time, man. We will talk to you next week. Yeah, Louie, Dan, thanks for having me on, and good luck this weekend. Thanks, Kevin. There's Kevin.